It's time to get up and get going, South Coast. It's time for the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. Also streaming live on WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message or a voicemail through the WBSM app. And now, ready to start your day off with a bang. It's Tim Weisberg. Good morning. Happy Wednesday to you. Hope your morning is starting off well. If not, we'll do all we can to fix that. And we've got a great show for you today. A little bit later on, we're going to be joined in the 8 o'clock hour briefly by New Bedford City Council President Linda Morad. She wants to come on and uh, refute some of the things that Jack Spillane was saying in his appearance on Monday. So she asked for some time to come on. And so I said, sure. Yep, come on. We will uh, we'll give you some time. So she's going to call in uh, just after the 8 o'clock news and share that. It's all about you, though, the rest of the program, 508-996-0500. You can also send in those app chat messages and open line voicemails. And also, I want to point your attention to WBSM.com and the WBSM app based on a conversation that all of you and I were having a couple of weeks ago when we talked about all the different restaurants that had been on Pope's Island in the spot where the Duncan now stands, we had talked about the Bridge Diner. We had talked about Myrtle's Turtle. We had talked about Tofu and the Ground Round. Well, I put up an article at WBSM.com and on the app, kind of just you know reflecting back on that. And asking what people's favorite memories are and which of those Pope's, Islands, Pope's Island restaurants they preferred. And I put it in some of the food groups and some of the Facebook groups, uh, the different um, town groups. And uh, it's been getting a pretty big response of people who have said wh- whatever their favorite was. And it's funny because it's, it's almost like it's kind of generational. You know, the older folks remember the Bridge Diner. They preferred that. The next generation remembered Myrtle's Turtle. Some folks were fans of the Bagpiper. A lot of folks, uh, at least on social media, seem to have been fans of the Ground Round. I liked the Ground Round. I I always enjoyed going there as a kid. I don't think I ever was like, when my parents were like, hey, we're going to the Ground Round for dinner. I don't think I was ever like, no. I don't want to go to the Ground Round. Especially, so we, we used to go out every Sunday for dinner. It was very, very rare that we ate at home on a Sunday because we would go to visit my grandparents every Sunday, my mom's parents every Sunday in Randolph. Sometimes we would also visit my dad's parents. They, they only live a few miles apart. But it was like a Sunday requirement. We went and visited my mom's parents. And we had to be there by like, you know, four or five o'clock. So we would eat, eat dinner, eat it a little bit early. Maybe it was more like five, six o'clock, but we would eat dinner early and we would go to different restaurants. And one of the places we would go to was the ground round that was in Braintree. And I just remember walking in and it was kind of, you know, pub lighting when you walked in, but then you walked into the 
bigger dining room in the back, and it would always be dark because they'd have the projector going with cartoons on the big screen. And it was always the Bugs Bunny cartoon where, if I remember correctly, Elmer Fudd is the conductor of the orchestra and his the front of his shirt keeps rolling up. That one would always be playing. But you would have popcorn while you waited. They'd bring popcorn to the table. And you would watch these movies. And so for me, the ground round was a great experience. I don't know if your ground round was the same. We would go there a lot on sometimes on Thursday nights because I think Thursday nights were when it was kids pay what they weigh, a penny a pound. Till eventually I got to the point where I just cost as much as a regular meal. No, I don't, I don't think I got that far. But um, so people are sounding off on which restaurants they preferred. But also I want to thank Mike Panagakis for reaching out yesterday and just kind of correcting some of my timeline info. I had based it on some articles I had read online that kind of looked back at some of these restaurants. So there was a, you know, articles about when he turned the spot into a Duncan. There were articles about um, some businesses that were complaining when the, in the 90s when the New Bedford Fairhaven Bridge had been shut down for an extended period. And so he wrote to me kind of, because I, I guess I had written it as, you know, he had started Myrtle's Turtle and then he, that restaurant went away and then he had reacquired the property later. But in all actuality, he's owned it continuously since 1975. And he sold Myrtle's Turtle, the, the restaurant. He kept the property, but he, he sold the, the business to the ground round. Which I did not realize until he told me yesterday was a division of Howard Johnson. Now, Howard Johnson, I don't know how many of those you had around here. But we had, at least you know, before my time, there was one on the Bourne Bridge. Actually, I shouldn't say that. I don't know if that's true. I might remember the Howard Johnson on the Bourne Bridge. It seems familiar. I don't know if it's because I've seen photos or because I actually went there, but it seems familiar. Then, of course, it later became a Bob's Big Boy, which I wrote about last year. Then it became an IHOP. Now it's a Duncan. And then there was also a Howard Johnson's in... Kingston, right off Route 3, that when I lived in Plymouth, we would go to quite a bit, especially on Fridays for the all-you-can-eat fish fry. When you've got five kids in the family, you find ways to creatively feed everybody. But anyway, I don't know if you had a lot of Howard Johnsons around here, but that's who had worked out the lease to take over that property of, of Myrtle's Turtle. So it's, you know, there's a little bit more of an accurate history now in the story. I updated it with the information from Mr. Panagakis, if you want to check that out. Uh, and if you want to leave a comment on Facebook under the story with what your favorites were, maybe we'll read some of them later on. But I didn't want you to think that I had abandoned, you know, just writing up a little bit of, about that if you want to share that memory around with some others who might remember it. It's just I was trying to find some photos and trying to find uh, some more information about, like, what was on the menu. And surprisingly... Some of these restaurants, you know, like Tofu was there in the 90s. And there's not much out there. Even from the early days of the internet. So it is it is amazing how like the pre-2000 world, it's hard to find things online. 
most businesses probably didn't realize at that time how important it was to be on the internet. And, and a lot of businesses to this day don't even, still don't even realize it. They think because they have a Facebook page that that's enough. And yeah, while that may, might help you get the word out to, to some customers, it's not the only way that you should be online and advertising online. And, you know, we do have a service here at Town Square Media called Town Square Interactive. So if you are looking, if you're a business owner looking for a website, looking for someone to help you with search engine optimization, looking to help you with even social media posting, we can do that for you. So you can call the main line or you can call or shoot me an email, Tim at WBSM.com, and I can set you up with our person uh, who does a fantastic job of helping businesses get online and, and get the most out of being online. But anyway, that's I'm not here for a sales pitch to get you to, to get a website through us. I'm, I'm here to tell you about the fact that in, in those days, and I remember, I, I remember being on the Internet in the late 90s going to the UMass Dartmouth library basement to use the computer to get on the internet and building my own Angel Fire website, which I don't know why I thought I needed one because nobody went to it. I had nothing of interest to put up there. It was just a collection of links to other sites that I liked. But I thought I was the coolest because I was like, oh my gosh, I have a website. And I wish I had known back then how to get timweisberg.com so I could have gotten it before the flute player did. 508-996-0500. The other article that we talked about yesterday was Barry's article about when the New Bedford City Council, and in particular, Councilor George Rogers, was trying to get trick-or-treating banned in 1982 because of the Tylenol murders. Because some kids had gotten sick from taking too much Tylenol, they were concerned that, that somebody might do something similar to the Halloween candy. So we had a great conversation about what people do for Halloween and what kind of candy they give out. And, and certainly we can continue that all the way through the 31st. I love talking about Halloween. I'll talk about it every day of the year. It doesn't have to just be October. But I was in the store yesterday and I noticed, I was in the supermarket, stop and shop, and I noticed how pricey the Halloween candy was. Now, I've seen a lot of people posting things online, talking about how much it is and a lot of it seemed exaggerated, and, and looking at the prices that I saw, it, it definitely was exaggerated what I saw online. But, you know, almost $8 for a large bag of candy that the last time I bought candy for Halloween cost about $5. Which you say, oh, well, so what? Big deal, $3. It's one day a year. But if you live in a neighborhood where you need, you know, 10 of those bags, it is a big deal. I still, I still say this. I'd rather spend that 30 extra dollars on candy than have to be out there the next day hosing down my house because I got egged. I got egged once. And it was, I don't know when it happened because I took my yard display down probably about 9 or 10 o'clock at night. And I was probably up for a little while after that, you know, sitting in the living room right outside where it happened, you know, right where it happened outside. 
watching horror movies as I do on Halloween. And then when I went, got up and went to bed, went, when I got up and went to go to work the next morning at about 5 a.m., I walked outside and the whole front of the house had been egged. And I stupidly thought to myself, I will take care of that when I get home. And uh, by the time I got home, it had done some damage. It had settled in. Thankfully, the house had vinyl siding. So it was eventually it was able to be power washed away. But had I just taken a few minutes with the hose that morning and blasted it off, I, I might have saved myself some trouble. So a- anyway, it's worth the extra money to get the candy to not have to deal with that. And as much as it made me mad, I also thought to myself, it's just a Halloween prank. It's not offensive. It's not anything to report to the police. It's not like you can make an insurance claim. I'm, I mean, I was a renter anyway, but it's not like you can make an insurance claim about somebody egging your house. It's fine. But yes, we talked about that. And, and so I was a little bit more cognizant of how much the candy costs as I was walking around the store. I mean, obviously with the things I'm doing for weight loss, I'm not eating candy, so I'm not going to buy any. But I was looking at it and I said, well, here's the real problem. Here's the thing that really annoys me the most out of it is the the candy that you're getting for that money has drastically changed. The fun size candy bars that you can get now are not the same as they were when I was trick-or-treating. The fun size that I would get were probably like two inches long. Maybe for some candy bars, they're probably about half the size of a full-size bar. Now a fun size is a bite, which is fine. I mean, I get it. We don't need to have the you know kids hooked on sugar and ending up diabetic and all that, but it's also one day a year. They get candy. There's two real candy holidays. You've got Halloween, you've got Easter. There's enough time in between for the kids to kind of process out that sugar and not rot their teeth and gain 100 pounds off of it. So we can we could go back to that two-inch fun size. But that's what you're getting now. You're getting these little candy bites, which... If you're a kid, you're going to go out and want to collect more now. I remember the uh, the ones that always kind of I don't want to I don't want to say upset me because none of it really upset me, but the ones that I was always kind of like oh, like that's what you went for, were the people that would get the Hershey's like mixed bag, where it was like a Hershey's chocolate. Hershey's with almonds, Crackle, and Mr. Good Bar. And you would get those little, you know, one-inch ones in a bag, and it was a mixture of all of them. And I thought to myself, why would somebody, like, go and get those? Like, why not get Milky Way or Three Musketeers or something like that? Like, oh, they must have just, you know, wanted to save money. Well, no, those are more expensive. Those are not cheap. And... You would get that Hershey special dark. And as a kid, you're like, who wants this? But now as an adult, dark chocolate's way better. Anyway, 508-996-0500.
Uh, so that is something we can continue discussing today. I just felt like we we walked into that late in the morning yesterday. So I wanted to reintroduce the Halloween discussion. We talked about, too, one of the callers called in and talked about how parent supervision and some of these extra safety precautions have kind of put a damper on Halloween. And I, I do agree with that. I get it. I understand needing to be safe. But, like, when you tell a kid, hey, on Halloween, you have to wear reflective tape down your, you know, vampire cape so that cars can see you, that's a shame to have to ruin your costume because drivers can't be more responsible on Halloween. That's probably my biggest pet peeve, that and, and, and having to wear a jacket. When you go to leave to a trick-or-treat and your mom and dad is like, put on a jacket, it's cold out there. And you're like, but why, why? I'm wearing a costume. Why do I want to put a jacket on? That's why I was smart to eventually start working costumes out that I could wear a jacket with. One year, I had, my mom was like, you're not going out. It's going to be like 40 degrees out. You're not going outside trick-or-treating without a jacket. So I was like, okay. And I put on this like camouflage jacket that I had. And I was like, well, I guess I'll be a an army soldier. So me and my friend just did camouflage makeup, and that was our costumes. But it made my mom happy because I had my jacket on. It made me happy because I didn't have to ruin my costume. Anyway, 508-996-0500. We'll be back in a few moments. And we're going to be going into the newsroom in just a moment with Ariel and get all the headlines of the day. But uh, if you go to WBSM.com's Facebook page, you'll find the story about the Pope's Island restaurants and you can read some of the comments and share your own as well. We're going to put, we're going to read some of those comments coming up. But also, if you have any photos, I'd love to see some photos of some of the various incarnations of what was over there. And if you, uh, if you do post them up, just put underneath it, you know, you can use this in the article and I'll, and I'll add it into the article because there's, I couldn't find very much at all from some of the different versions of it. I found some Bridge Diner photos for sure, but there, I couldn't find any Myrtle's Turtle video uh, photos. I couldn't find any Ground Round photos. So anything like that that you could share, uh, I would appreciate it, and I'll add it into the article with credit to you. All right, now let's go into the newsroom with Ariel. President Biden is in Israel today, making history as the first American president to visit the country while while it is at war. Air Force One landed at Ben Gurion Airport near Tel Aviv this morning, where Biden was greeted by Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu and other Israeli office officials as part of a diplomatic mission to secure humanitarian aid to Gaza. The trip comes as many in the region are still reeling from an explosion at a hospital in the Gaza Strip that killed hundreds on Tuesday. Israel and Palestinian officials are blaming each other for the blast. The U.S. is providing Ukraine with long-range missiles. U.S. officials confirmed Tuesday that the Biden administration has been quietly providing the, miss the missiles to Ukraine. The confirmation comes after Ukrainian forces attacked two air bases in Russian-held territory on Tuesday. The Ukrainian military posted on X, formerly Twitter, that the attacks destroyed several Russian helicopters and other structures. 
Another vote will be held this morning to elect a Speaker of the House. Ohio Republican Jim Jordan failed to get the necessary 217 votes during the first ballot of the vote on the House floor, earning just 200 votes. House Minority Leader Hakeem Jeffries received 212 votes from Democrats. Jordan says he will he has no plans of withdrawing his name. Police in New Jersey's capital city are under investigation for possible civil rights violations. The Justice Department announced Tuesday it would investigate the Trenton police over allegations that officers repeatedly used excessive force and made searches they shouldn't have. Colorado officials are investigating after almost 200 decomposing bodies were found inside a funeral home in Penrose. The the Fremont County Sheriff's Office originally counted 115 improperly stored bodies at the Return to Nature funeral home, but now says they removed at least 189. The investigation began, began earlier this month after neighbors reported an odor coming from the funeral home. The original Lois Lane is dead. Phyllis Coates was the first actor to play the iconic Daily Planet reporter in the first season of the hit 1950s TV series, Adventures of Superman. Her daughter says she passed away last week at the age of 96. In sports, the Patriots announced a roster move on Tuesday. New England has signed offensive lineman Connor McDermott to the practice squad. McDermott was placed on injured reserve list on August 29th and has been released from the list on September 8th. He was originally a sixth-round pick by the Pats out of UCLA in the 2017 NFL Draft. The Patriots are currently lost in the AFC East and will host the Buffalo Bills this week. The Bruins are hoping to start their season with three straight wins. David Pashnak is leading the team in scoring with three goals and one assist. After earning back-to-back victories at home, they will hit the road for the first time this year when they visit the San Jose Sharks tomorrow night. And the Celtics have won back-to-back preseason games. Boston managed to take down the New York Knicks 123-110 to at TD Garden. Jason Tatum led all scorers with 28 points to go along with the team-high three steals. Chris Stepp Chris Tapps, Porzingis, chipped in with 20 points and 8 rebounds against the team that drafted him. The Celtics will wrap up their exhibition schedule tomorrow night when they visit the Charlotte Hornets. Now let's take a look at your local forecast with ABC6. Good to be with you everybody on this Wednesday this morning. A few spot showers, mostly clear skies, some clouds and the temperatures in the upper 50s. Afternoon, a spot shower increasing clouds lower 50s with a light south southwest wind. Overnight, dry, partial clearing. We could see some patchy fog develop after midnight hours for tomorrow. Beautiful weather, pick of the week with mostly sunny skies in the upper 60s. Be sure to watch ABC6 for my full seven day forecast. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Ceci del Carmen on New Bedford's News Talk Station 1420 WBSM. And I'm Ariel Dorsey for WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's news talk station, WBSM, and get breaking news alerts with the WBSM app. Stream WBSM live crystal clear with one touch. The WBSM app. Morning to feel the daybreak on my face. 
There's a blood that's flowing through the feeling With a knife to open up the sky's veins Some things will never change They just stand there looking backwards half unconscious from the pain you know, and if you're experiencing pain or for any of your health care needs, well, at PrimaCare, they're out to make your health care all about you. They are your partner in your health care, and they offer a full spectrum from primary care to specialty care. It's care that's as sophisticated as you need and as personalized as you deserve without going anywhere else. Keeping you healthy is PrimaCare's continuing mission, but they're also by your side for chronic conditions and those unexpected illnesses. You can always trust PrimaCare to provide excellent local care from their staff of 160 medical professionals. They have been by your side for more than 25 years, so make it a point to trust your future care to them by visiting them at prima-care.com. It's not that complicated to get the best health care in town with Primacare. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're on WBSM. Hello. Morning. How you doing? Good. Um, Halloween, right? So it kills me to see, like, these parents driving their kids around, right, and dropping them off and then following them, like, lurking behind them, like, 10 feet, just driving Right? Go to this and, house. Go to that house. Go to this house. You I'm would like, think less cars on the road is what you're looking for for Halloween. Yeah. It, you know, it's like I I go out with my kids, right? And uh, my wife and I will go out. We'll either go around the neighborhood or we'll go around, like, Green Street. Uh, Green Street, that area in Fairhaven is phenomenal, by the way, if anybody wants to go, you know, over there for trick or tree, and it's unbelievable. Um, the amount of the, the turnout is just a lot of people go that, that route. Um and it's, it's cool because, like, there's not a lot of cars. Like, it's kind of like a town thing. Like, not, not a lot of cars are on the road. Kids can go in the street, and you don't have to worry about, you know, the cars, you know, hitting you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And um, then I'm, I'm you know, we'll, we'll do that, and then we'll head back to my house, and then we'll pass out candy um, at my house. And it's like, I just watch these cars with their kids, and <laughs> the, kid, the cars will drive up to a house that has a light on, and the kids will all jump out of the back seat of the car, and they're like, "Oh, trick or treat!" I'm like, "Oh my god, man, time times are changing." I mean, I, I I get that if it's if it's raining, but on a nice well, night, yeah. I don't I don't see a need to have to do that. Yeah, but even when it's raining, Tim, you know what I mean? I I still go with my kids. You know, if it's drizzling out or something, you know, what I mean? I've never gone. I don't think we've ever had a Halloween knock on wood where it's been like downpouring. You know what I mean? I don't think I don't think at least and oh, if I, it has I. I'll never forget the Halloween of 1989 when. What'd you What'd you do? Did you end up going like the day after? No, I was I was the Joker from the from the 89 Batman movie, and I yeah. went out and bought the makeup and all kind. And as soon as I walked out of the house, it just all washed off me. I was so disappointed. Uh, wow, there's a lot of people out trick or treat. I know. Oh yeah, no, we still had plenty of people that year, but I just we were just kind of anybody that had makeup was kind of like yeah, and I also had worn so I I had dyed my hair purple. My mom had let me dye my hair purple like the original Joker, and yeah. or green or whatever I forget what it was, and um she had lent me I needed like a fedora hat and she had one of those used to get them at the carnivals and the fairs. It was like a a, a mesh cowboy hat that would have a different band 
around the bandana, and she had like a Bon Jovi one, yeah. and I wore yeah. that, and then the hair dye washed out because of the rain and turned her her hat all different colors, and she was so mad. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Like, I don't, like, uh, like that was like the nicest clothes she wore. She's like, "You ruined my mesh Bon Jovi hat." Oh, <laughs> uh, that's funny. I just don't. I don't, I don't know, man. I, I I see that, and I'm like, you know, that's not how. You know, that's not how, I, I mean, you could tell, I don't know, you could tell that, you know, those kids are going to be the parents that that end up, you know, driving their kids around. It's like a, it's like a generational thing. It's like, you know, I, when I was growing up, I, you know, I, I loved going out you know, with my brothers and, you know, my parents, and we ended up going out. We're all around the neighborhood trick-or-treating, but it was like, you know, these kids nowadays, they're going to they're gonna look at Halloween and they're going to say, oh, yeah, let's go grab the kids and, you know, go jump in the... Let's go jump in the minivan and go drop drop the kids off and have them go trick or treat. I don't know. It's just stupid. See, my guess, don't, I don't my, really. my guess is they might be pulling the candy scam. You know what the Halloween candy scam is, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> so the the Halloween candy scam is when you go and you you bring like a pillowcase with you yeah. that you have somebody you know away from the house hold on to, and then what you do is you take your little trick or treat bag or your pumpkin or your bucket, whatever you use. And you dump the candy into the pillowcase. And then when you walk up to a house, you say trick or treat. And they're like, oh, am I, am I your first house? Here, have a little extra. <laughs> yeah, right, right. The candy scam. Oh, yeah, the candy scam. What do you think about Biden? What do you think he's going to screw up this international visit he's doing right now? Uh, I think right now anybody that goes and talks to either side of that is bound to screw something up because neither side wants to hear it. I mean, look at what's look at the back and forth over what happened with the uh, apparently the missile that struck the hospital. Or right outside yeah, I heard the hospital. about that. I heard about that this morning on um, that. Maybe it was ABC News or was it? Uh, no, well, they, yeah. Or on us, it was ABC News, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I heard about that. And I, I don't know. I don't know. I, You know, um, with the amount of media coverage that we have, you know, on both sides, it's like, you know, even the international media, you know, is covering, you know, some of the Palestinian side, too. It's like, but you, you'd think, like, you're gonna tell me that they they can't figure out who I who, who I, well actually they did it came from uh who is it they that they say it came from another another Islamic group it wasn't yeah. even Hamas it was like another Islamic well group. that's what Hamas like, is saying yeah well yeah yeah exactly yeah so it's like but that just goes to show you that everybody's trying to get their hands in the pot you know it's like everybody wants part of this war I don't know why you know it's 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 you know I I, I don't know and I seen the video of the of the of the paragliding into that um, festival, you want to talk about a scene, man? That was like I was watching that, and I was like, "Holy crap!" Like I've I haven't actually like done any like contrary to popular belief. I know you think I'm a big conspiracy theorist, but it's like I've never actually seen any footage of this war going on, other than what I've been what you know seeing on the news. But I haven't actually like reached out and done my own research. And I actually did the other night. I went on YouTube and I was like, "Hey, let me look up this." Is really you know conflict or whatever and you know i found the, the a video of them paragliding into the vessel and i was like wow that's messed up man uh, seeing all those parachutes in the sky i was like wow on on the uh on the hospital situation i i saw um well last night i just did turned on the tv briefly just to to watch something while i was scarfing down some dinner and then um they had uh uh lieutenant general mark hurtling on cnn and he was saying that if, you know, both sides are trying to say it was the other side, he said, but it looks to them, because you would think nobody's going to bomb a hospital. He said, so it looks to them that maybe the missile had gone out of its range because it was being operated by 
a less than perfect system. So it went out of its range and kind of just dropped there because it didn't hit the hospital. It hit outside in the parking lot. So they're like, it didn't, you know, it doesn't seem like they were actually trying to hit the hospital. And he said that seems more likely to be Hamas or maybe another group because um, if it was Israel with the technology they have, you know, they, they have precision strikes. They would know exactly where it was going. They wouldn't have, they wouldn't have had yeah. one drop out of the sky like that. Oh, their, their, their military is like top-notch Israeli military. It's unbelievable. I mean, I've, 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 I've seen documentaries on their military, and it's like, you know, it's, it's comparable to us. You know what I mean? It's like it's not even you know. I mean, we have a we have a we have the great. I think I think personally, we have the greatest military in the world. Um, you know, even under Joe Biden, it's you know. I mean, it's it, we we do top you know, by none. But it's like, um, what I'm worried about is you know, speaking of missiles with Ukraine, it's like you know he's bragging about this big you know um, offensive against Russia with the um, long range missiles. And he's crediting the United States of America on, on, you know, national news. He's, oh, thank you very much, you know, to the United States of America for giving us these long-range. It's like, it's like, hey, buddy, you know, relax. Because if he keeps crediting the United States, you know what's going to end up happening. Well, I mean, I don't think it's any secret either. No, I know it's not a secret, but, I mean, I, I, mean, I personally don't think we should be giving Ukraine anything, to be honest with you. But it's like... Um, and I know you know that, but it's it's like it's we shouldn't be uh, he shouldn't be bragging about us giving him the long range missiles or anything that we give him. He shouldn't be bragging about anything he should be receiving at all. You know, just like, uh, you know, um, you know, us us leaking that we're going to go kill Osama bin Laden in the middle of the night or something. You know what I mean? Like that's we wouldn't leak that information. Well, I mean, no, it's like, they, they already fell. So Russia knows. Well, wait a minute. We've been fighting these guys for almost two years, and they didn't have one of those before. So where right. would they have gotten it from? I mean, it's it's pretty obvious. There's, there's I don't think there's any strategic reason to not to not thank them. Yeah, I'm just worried, man. I, I a lot of a lot of crap's going on in this world. I'm just I'm kind of like holy crap, you know, just stand back and hey, listen. The most that happens. The most pressing matter right now is to just make sure it doesn't rain on Halloween. I know that's right. All right, and we can't control that either. So yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, have a good day. I got to take a break. We will be back in just a few moments. That you know probably might have had a longer career if the singer was actually singing, but hey, whatever. You know what you will do though? You will sing the praises of Paul and Dixon Insurance when you go down 
to where they're located on County Street and the historic William Roach Rodman House in the north end of New Bedford. When you go down there and you talk to them about your insurance needs and they say, hey, we've got you taken care of. That's what they do at Paul and Dixon. They find you the best deal for what it is that you need. They're not trying to sell you all kinds of extra other insurance that you're never going to use. They're not trying to sell you boat insurance when you don't even own a boat or motorcycle insurance when you don't even own a motorcycle. No, they're going to find you exactly what you need and they're going to shop around to find you the right price as well. They work with over 30 carriers, including Arbella Insurance and many of the other big names. They work with them so that they can find you the best deal possible. And the people who work at Paul and Dixon Insurance have been doing it on average for over 15 years. So not only do they have access to all these carriers, but they, they know the game. They know how it works. They know how to get you that great deal. So if you are looking for insurance or maybe you have insurance, but it could be better than it is, then you want to reach out and talk to Paul and Dixon and find out more from them. You can visit them at 388 County Street in New Bedford. You can give them a call at 508-996-8593 or you can visit them online at pd-ins.com, pd-ins.com. Let's take a quick phone call here before we got to take one more break in the hour. Good morning. You're on WBSM. Good morning, Tim. How are you? Good, thanks. In reference to the conversation you was having about the missile strike in Gaza, mm-hmm. um, a scripture came to mind. Um, in John chapter 8, Jesus said unto them, If God were your father, you would love me. For I proceeded forth and came from God, neither came I of myself, but he sent me. Why do you not understand my speech? Even because you cannot hear my word. You are of your father, the devil, and the lust of your father you will do. He was a murderer from the beginning. And abode not in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. And because I tell you the truth, you believe me not. Which of you convinced me of sin? And if I say the truth, why do you not believe me? He that is of God, heareth God's words. You therefore hear them not, because you are not of God. And with the fellow you was talking to, he was worried about all the stuff with the, the long-range missiles now that were given to Israel. Jesus said in Matthew 24, those that are a servant of God. I, 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 only, I, I don't mean to cut you off, but I only got about 30 seconds before I got to take a break. So I, I want you to be able to wrap up, you know, and, and oh. connect this. Well, yeah, don't cast your fears. Uh, don't fear those that kill the body and can do no more. Fear your heavenly Father in heaven who can destroy your soul and body in hell. Like in Philippians chapter 1, Apostle Paul said, To live is Christ, to die is gain. And everything he did, he magnified the Lord, whether in life or in death. It's not only for us to believe as Christians, but to suffer as well. All right, I just got to hold you there because I'm up against the break, but thank you for the call. You're welcome. Have a good day. You too. And uh, we got to take a quick one. We'll be back in just a moment. Um.